Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Buzz. buzz. It's the finale. It's the... Guys, hi. Welcome back. Welcome. You know That's what? That's what I say. Took a, took a titch of a hiatus, and you know what we really want to do is just save up all of our good stuff for the finale. This is Top Chef, the after show finale for the finale of the All-Star season. This is a taste of the Gordons. Let's just break it down. Let's just talk about who we are. Uh, after 14 weeks of watching Top Chef All-Stars and 100 plus days in quarantine captivity, this is Dave. He is perfected many child-friendly recipes and he's perfected the art of ordering snacks in bulk but his best tasting dish is still his perfect scrambled eggs he is dave thank you it's only been 100 days no it's been 108 days who's counting i mean this feels you know maybe week maybe two and this is Anne, and she this is going to be a nice segue actually she spent our entire entertainment budget for the entire week on this very nice fancy bottle of wine you may or may not be able to see what the label is a from the finger lakes for those of you who are watching from upstate new york you'll be intimately familiar with the region otherwise you will have never heard of it i like the wine because it's made by a doctor dr constantine frank not only does he have two first names he's a doctor the point is we'll drink it yeah and i think it's going to go really well with those tasty morsels that we have planned for everyone discussing the Do you last mean our cheese and cracker plate on and the plate that we got from paris when we went on our honeymoon to paris and italy i thought they were going to be our clever witticisms those are also, uh, our, tasty are also our tasty morsels but we'll see guys let's just break it down since this is our last taste of the season and the last three episodes of the show that we're combining into one we're doing this a little differently we are obviously first we must have a toast to this amazing season. This was an amazing season. Look, you're gonna get you're gonna get a fine meal with an all-stars cast. You're gonna get a fine meal. But I do think sometimes the winner and the end of the season can leave not as good of a taste in your mouth. Sure. We obviously have personal reasons because we have skin in the game because we have a fantasy league. But I do think this season was a win. It worked out exactly as it should. And uh, may the best man or woman win. We shall see. Cheers. Cheers, love. You know what people like when they listen to a podcast? Dead air while the hosts both sip at the same time. Absolutely. Delicious. That makes for great radio. A little apple Yeah, I took one radio class, and that was one of the things that they told me. I took as, no classes as, and got to DJ my entire college career. As much, as much dead air as possible. Leave the listeners guessing. Yeah. I wonder if they're alive. So we're going to talk about the top five heading to Italy. Thank you, American Airlines. We're going to talk about truffle hunting when one of them should have been functional vertebrae hunting. We're gonna. Then they went to serve some hungry Italian villagers. In the next episode, they hit a friendly 300-year-old meat cave, which Dave will really want to talk about. And they showed everyone that the women in the show are truly forces to be reckoned with. And then we will get to the main dish, the riveting and tasty season finale of an even tastier all-star season. So this is Top Chef All-Stars, final after show. I mean, you could subscribe, but now at this point, I don't know. We'll I mean, probably be back. 
Like we're going to torture everyone in AfterBuzz and make them give us another show. Maybe so. we'll give some behind the scene extras if you subscribe. Oh, that's fun. Perhaps. You should subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. And uh, you know, you can follow us on our Twitter, which is Annabelle Walls. It's my Twitter. He's a Twitter lurker. I'm a Twitter user. I'm a content consumer. And I'm a content as creator. A, yeah. As opposed to calling it a lurker, I would say. Oh, you don't like how it's a lurker? No, I think that the model requires that most people Lurk? consume. Ah, consume, yes. I got confused. Um, this is a quickie. Which <laughs> taste of the episodes, plural all three, which dish do these three pentultimate to final alley episodes remind us of and why? We actually share an answer. We share one. an answer. What is it? It's our honeymoon. Correct. Little barf inducing for those of you who weren't what? there. What? But I would say your your reasoning is probably similar, but maybe a little bit different. What? Well, as I've opined on this show before. I had a broken foot on our honeymoon in yeah. Italy. Yes. So what better way to enjoy what was left of your honeymoon than to eat through Italy? We did. And that's what we did. To, we did not go to Parma, unfortunately. No, no. Really, or Luca. But we went very close to where well, they were. They were very, we were in yeah. neighboring towns yes. in Tuscany. Yes. Very, probably a short drive. Did um, I mention we got dressed up for you guys? Have you noticed? Thank you. This is just what we lounge around in in quarantine times. Normally, yeah. Um, Italy's a special place. We Oh, Thank you. Red Sox, Sarah, thank you. This is my pad map because I am trying to bring it. When you've been wearing yoga pants for 108 days, it's nice to wear, I'm actually wearing, it's a dress, guys, but I don't have shoes on. And Dave may or may not have pants on, so we can talk about that later. The point is, we're here to talk about what you guys think too. So please come in, hit us in this chat. We're all up in it. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you think the right person won. Tell us if you think the right person went home or the person who shouldn't have gotten home, like the person who was the lead in our Fantasy League who went home in the episode we're about to talk about. There'll be some sour grapes. Here we go. So we changed, we used to say this section was when we talk about the quick fire, but no, this is called the preemie. We're going to talk about episodes one and two, which, sorry, episodes 12 and 13. Luca. So there was a, blow through this episode, egregious American Airlines plug. I mean, mm -hmm. it's fine. It was just, it was egregious. I loved it. Like, you know, they were like sitting in the lounge getting that weird breakfast served to them. And it was clearly like 5 a.m. And they were just like, okay. And then they got on the plane and they were like, so yeah. roomy. Oh, another meal. Okay. Couldn't American. believe how good the food was at the American Airlines terminal. I mean, come on. These are the also, finest palates of our country. Delta, thank you for all of the sponsorship throughout this podcast and our many others. Delta, you know <laughs> we have your number. So American Airlines and go, because we love you, Delta. That's what we're here to say. Um, but then they get to Mother Fork in Italy, so everything's forgotten and forgiven because it's Italy. Quick, quick um, medic note, the front runner Gregory threw his back out. Thoughts? So if, for those of you who know me, this is the time in a season or, you know, a fantasy sports league where I, I announced that I'm quitting mm -hmm. forever. And I felt that way. It was very close. When guys. we learned that Gregory had a bad back that he had been concealing probably the entire season. He wrote a very good long post on his Instagram after explaining what had actually been going on. He was getting crazy cortisone shots into his back. It had been going on for multiple episodes. I, did, I think he said it started at a specific time. And not he wasn't saying like they downplayed it in the edit. And obviously he has a horse in this race to make it sound like it was bad, but he does explain it pretty well that it was really bad. Like he, in truffle hunting, like every step was killing him. They went truffle hunting. We're going to talk about that. He was getting cortisone shots every hour by the end. That's gnarly. How can you possibly cook them? That's why you had to meal. just do the ragu. Yeah, it's rough. But what they did do was go white truffle hunting. Oh, also quick note about um, um, Top Chef's dad, Michael 
Ooh, sorry, Freudian, Brian Voltaggio. He has been to the finale three times. This guy, he can't catch a break, or he's caught three breaks, but he can't then. He, uh, he's, like the, he's like the Buffalo Bills of Top Chef. Yes. They get to the Super Bowl every year and lose. Do the Buffalo Bills laugh like this? <laughs> some, <laughs> some of them do. Oh, well, yeah. Bless him, though. So nice. You just, you want the person who's the innovator to win. Like that to me is, is, is Top Chef. You want the innovator to win. It'd be like if people won, who won Drag Race were cutouts of other people. Like, just a looks queen or sure you, you want to I mean? push the envelope in yeah, one way or like the other. Sasha Bloor wins Evie Oddly wins because they're like drag plus so you want the chef to be chef plus sure based he's on chef the, he's a great chef right. Daddington Voltaggio yeah Daddington. I suppose he by definition almost can't win the show quick on that at least note. based on that criteria but they they faked us out for a little there was a moment there was definitely a moment where I was like oh my god Brian Voltaggio is going to win and then I will quit but it'll be over Good. Quick, quick um, side note. Did you guys know that Padma is fluent in Italian? Pleasant surprise. It helped to humanize her. Is there anything she can't do? This is just mostly FOMO for me now. Um, so here's the deal. They go white truffle hunting. This was a big deal for us because aforementioned Broken Foot Guy had booked us at truffle hunting times. We did not go. No, we so had this a, was like truffle hunting. We had a pivot. At home. We had a pivot to pizza making and gelato was, making. That was Which was fun. That was awesome. But it was really good. Yeah. We drank a lot of wine. The point is they go truffle hunting and then they make dishes with truffles. And some of them ignore the truffles and just put them on top. Some of them macerate potatoes and do weird cruise shippy things with them. Some of them do their deal and make white truffle kangi, which is kanji. Kangi. Which is Melissa making a Asian-inspired dish with an Italian twist. Boom. That 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 will prove to be a, a um, an ongoing running a theme, theme and a yes. winning and winning. And Voltaggio made was second place. We should talk about who else was there. Obviously, Kevin, twelve dish country captain, took it all the way to the continent. Kevin and Stephanie, America's dark horse, who is yeah, America's by far darling underdog, the most hilarious human, the most hilarious uh, you know talking head the show's ever seen. Certainly, for a she's top the audience's way. Head, in. She is she's outstanding. I would argue maybe not a darling so much as just um. In, uh, she's a darling. Yeah, I guess sure. I'm not saying she is darling. I'm saying she's a darling that like she's like her personality just shines. She of everyone didn't expect to get this far. Totally. So like delightful to watch, and she's never been to Italy, and she's a chef. Like this is great. Very important. Here's an overnote slash thought that I post to everyone. Did you feel like it was interesting that? Is the season finale of Top Chef has never been in Italy, which seems weird. But as we started watching these three episodes, I started thinking, I kind of get why. Because I, and we talked about this, I think Italy, in its own way, overshadows their food. Because who's going to be in Italy and not cook Italian? No one. Sure. So I think that it actually puts like a sheen on the food that even in Macau, where they were like, let's get Asian flavors in there. And the other finales have been in places such as, tell me audience, I don't remember, Vegas, like other places where it didn't really matter as much, Hawaii, but like, then they cook their food. Here, I feel like they all thought they had to cook Italian. They're I mean, they literally like, had to. In many ways, they right. had to cook Italian and you're, you're, you're cooking for the best Italian that. chefs yeah. in the country. And so now all of a sudden there's a whole separate set of criteria that you have to cook for, which, but again, that goes back to Melissa and it's okay that we're spoiling things because you, you've all seen the show. It's been weeks now. Um, 
Thanks for joining she, us. You know, she came up with a novel approach to that where she introduced a lot of, you know, Italian flavors, techniques, right. recipes. She and, played it, and she moderate, played it perfect. You know, I modify agree. them Can in I such a way. I think so. Oh. Is that, on a scale of like one to five for our viewers out there, how annoying is the crunch? If it's like a two or three, then I'll get, I'll get in there too. Guys, we're parents. Like, this is like, we don't get to eat. Um, yeah, I just, but it is I was very curious hard when the viewers thought about that. Like, have there, did they feel that Italy slightly overshadowed or in, I'm sure, a tasty way sort of colored the finale in a way where, in a, you know, I'm just curious what they all would have cooked with no influence. Sure. For if the meal of their life. You know, all of these chefs are cooking Italian food and all of, you know, yeah. the, the judges and all the contestants are coming yeah. in trying to make their own pasta. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if right. you are just a, a great chef who happens to have a specialty, but you're eating all different types of cuisine and judging them. Now you're judging them against your own version of what Italian food should be. What? With the exception of this. I was going to say related to that. Italians have a lot to say. Sure do. About they food. Very strong opinions. So that was like the other side of the coin, not even related, still coin, bigger now, that the way they got judged in a finale was different and highly aggressive in a lot of ways, which right. we'll get to in the next episode. You know, the stereotypes are that the, that the French are the, are the ones that are a little bit too salty and Italians are, but you know. Italians have taken the reins fun, on this, I think. But it, you know. No control over their country's finances, but lots of opinions about food. Very, very strong opinions and had some very harsh things to say about some of the food that they ate. I think this is the place I should let everyone know that when we were in Italy, someone asked Dave if he was from Italy. Was that France? No, that was Italy. Yeah, it was Italy. Yeah. You were saying something in Italian. And well, yeah, I was doing my, my Italian accent, which I'll, I'll spare all of you. But he got asked legit if he was from there, and that's very special. Yeah, I ha I'm, I'm still on or are we, Or is this something you do to tourists and word up? That's probably that, too. I'd say it's 50-50. Okay. Either way, I'm not like Here's the deal. I'm just going to shorthand the rest of this episode. Gregory went home. Sucked. What we know, exactly what we were just talking about, his back hurt so bad, he was like, I'm doing wild boar ragu. I already planned Italy episode one, wild boar ragu. Truffles, sure, I'll put them on top. That's a nightmare. Look. How would look, that taste? When you have a bad back or like a yeah, bad, like, I have socket, a bad back right rib now. injury or something like that, even just moving is very difficult. Now think about this. If you have to... Just the Red way Sox that you're shaving, the flight exacerbated it too. Shaving the truffles is yeah. becomes some very painful. Yeah, and so he couldn't even get through that. And in rewatching, in rewatching, <laughs> you could see the grimace on his face as he was shaving those That's, truffles. I mean, he was in pain constantly. Yeah. Did he need to go home? Was anyone else's worse? Um, if I remember correctly, there was. They were just you know, the most offended about his total slam of the truffles. Um, Melissa won with her truffle kangi, salami, which she was instructed to never use again, fried garlic, parsley, quail egg, and white truffle butter. Probably delicious. Yeah, it sounded Even delicious. the chef who won got spanked for using something and the wrong way by an Italian chef. Yeah, and I thought that the idea of never, maybe they just didn't like the way the salami went. She didn't, she didn't cook up the salami in a way that would be frowned upon normally. Like, sure, right. you normally eat prosciutto. I was confused by it getting heated, but I don't really know. Raw, but it's not uncommon at all to, like, cook it in a pasta dish. Let's go to the it's next episode, common. shall we? The chefs go to Parma. Yeah. What is from Parma? Things that have Parma in the name. So Such Parma, Jean. And? And Brigitte, um De Parma. De Parma. Yeah. So it would be Brigitte of Parma. You love it. I love, I love Parmesan. We, we got to go there. 
This, totally. was, this was a sell from a tourism angle. We're, we're there. So what happened there? Well, they went to Evan Funky, Funky? Okay. I want to say Tobias Funke, uh, yeah. of Felix, which is a LA restaurant that has literally the most amazing pasta ever. And Dave and I still have not gone together. I was blessed, hashtag blessed to go with my friend Jason. It is amazing. This guy knows his pasta. If any of you have ever He's heard of that Quibi, which was a platform that tried to launch <laughs> during pandemic. Um, Shade. He, he, has a, he has a show about learning the art of pasta. It's probably the only thing that we've been able to watch a full episode of, but I digress. It's, it's excellent and interesting. He's a little bit maybe too intense about his passion for, for pasta in the, in the way that right. it sort of you know, manifests itself, but he's, he's great all the same. Uh, he was very serious about his, just everything, his tasting, everything that he wanted to say about pasta in a very kind of quiet creepers way. Let's talk about the meat cave. Totally. What, what, what goes on here? And we're going to be doing a side episode about the meat cave. We're actually <laughs> starting a side podcast called meat caves of the world. Yeah. So this, and this will be. We're going to go virtually to that. We're going to, this is the kickoff episode. Yeah. This is the one that we're going to talk about for the first uh-huh. episode because it's probably the best one in the world. I assumed in my head they might have mentioned that it's the oldest one in the world. I think they did. And also it looked very creepy down there. And also you got to put your name on things and Alan Dukas. So they just had all the best chefs in the world from like, you know, three-star Michelin restaurants around the world all order their charcuterie from this delicious air-dried meat cave. And they have their names of the chefs dangling down and everything's made to total specifications. And... Then they ate a delicious meal in the cave with I mean, the meat that was hanging there. With the nice old man. And I... Wikipedia doesn't even give a shit about this episode. Wikipedia is... Like, every episode has this much writing, Wikipedia. This episode is like, they went to Parma. Melissa won. Can everyone help? That's all they were sure. to say. It's, it's like, a bridge episode. They, they basically... It's a bridge episode and... Like, they, they set up did, Kevin to leave. They were, that, was, that was clearly happening. They did, like, what a tourist would do in Parma. Were you surprised that Kevin went home instead of Stephanie? Instead of seven, you have to. With, it, Stephanie was never in the bottom. I don't believe. Wasn't it between her no, and Voltaggio? This was the episode where Melissa and Stephanie were on the top because they yeah, yeah. killed Melissa. it. Yeah, it was, so it was, it was between yeah, her. It was, and is this the is this the episode where uh, Daddington Voltaggio got the? We're going to talk about that critique, or was that the next episode? Oh, that was this. One. That was this one. Okay. So here's what happened in the finale. Sorry, the penultimate, the pre-finale. What do you call this? Yeah, the penultimate. I don't know the names of everyone, and I'm sorry, guys. It's been a couple weeks. They had a real who's who of Italian chefs. Amazing. Plus Evan, basically honorary Italian at this point, Evan Pungay. Um, And the people did the thing where they bring out the dish and they kind of explain it, whatever. And then they sort of like, not sort of, they talked to you about it there in front of them. They literally told Brian Passaggio, <laughs> you have no soul. Your food has no love. This is a fail. Why do you even try to be a chef? Like that was basically what they told him even like and i bet you they one soften the edit a bit and two like that's a choice like they eviscerated him what chef wants to hear like you have no soul your food's bad that was brutal that and was the worst evisceration i've seen he cooks with heart and soul yeah. he does I thought about this a lot actually you you think he does it just because his brother does it? I, no, 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 no. I think he really loves it, but I do think he's one of those people that is not self-aware and is not connected to emotion the way that a lot of us are, in a way. Or he's like this, like he's like that uber nice suburban dad who like doesn't get ruffled or like doesn't like his brother's all emotion. His brother is a raw nerve, so he's like the opposite. 
I think it's just take. his approach to food is not particularly, very even a particularly exciting one. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it necessarily means that he's not passionate about it or doesn't cook with love. I think it's just for those chefs, and I would probably agree, it's he doesn't Yeah. It's it's not exciting. And so if you wanna if you want to connect excitement in cooking with passion for cooking, then sure, but I don't think that's an, an accurate way to depict what his cooking is. It's just a little bit more like he paints by numbers and then tries yeah. to elevate them. Yeah. He thinks there's a lot of merit in that. Yeah. And he thinks he's doing something very interesting. We go back to like not being that. an innovator, but like, exactly. Yeah. Um, Lady Di says they broke his heart. They did. They but did. Look, he was devastated, which shows that he- He, he was devastated. Yeah. That's true. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what he would need going into a finale to really set the stage for him making a comeback. Like maybe they leaned into that as a narrative. Uh, sure, but they but already knew what happened. And I was still like, happened. please don't win. Yeah, they would have already done yeah. that. Right I mean, bless him. He's 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 truly wonderful. It's just that was we were shocked. Totally shocked. Still like, surprised was, by it. Still feel bad for the guy. Update: Padma's still fluent in Italian. She really like she'll like talk. Like I was like she's gonna get caught. Up How did she do gonna that? be like busty? She got the Rosetta Stone. You listen to those CDs. I know, but grown ups can't hours hours languages like fluent. I, I don't know. So anyway, it wasn't even Voltaggio though who got the worst the worst situation in this episode. Our boy Kev. Well, somehow, even after that evisceration, Kev didn't use the parmesan correctly. He always. <laughs> <laughs> so what he did was, what did he do? Oh, it was fantastic! I mean, it was a truly <laughs> great moment. <laughs> he He's, had twelve dishes. No, I was kidding. He went around and poured us a heaping spoonful of grated parmesan cheese on everyone's dish, whether the they TGI wanted it or Fridays, not. <laughs> and they just like are ready. I was thinking more of the Olive Garden. Totally. I'm sorry, you're right. And they think. You know, for the Olive Garden, that's a nice fancy touch. Yeah. That's what makes it worth coming back for. But they Captain the Captain's Garden did not fare well. But they ask. Even the Olive Garden <laughs> asks. <laughs> he just shoves his way in there and he's broad, so he had to like shove. He's like, Oh, if Red Sox Sarah said, I feel so awful for Brian. He said he hoped it was worded so awfully because of the translation. No, they they used soulless in English. They were like Blah, 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 blah. Soulless. No, no more. Yeah, they asked their translator how to make sure that they can get the, the word exactly correct. I mean, actually, if you take all five of the chefs who came to the finale, the person who probably would have the hardest time, um, you know, doing the Italian flair would be Kevin. Totally. He's and then Stephanie, and then no, Brian. No, just oh no, she makes pasta. You're yeah, right. she made she made all. So it'd be Kevin, then Brian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know who would have killed it in the Pent Ultimate episode? Our boy Gregory. He would have been great. He had all his his dishes ready. He still wins. He's gonna win probably fans choice. Did they announce fans choice? You guys, we didn't do our homework. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just look. And what's it called? Yeah, fans choice. Uh, so fans choice or whatever it's called gets ten thousand dollars. And Gregory said yeah. if he won, he was going to donate the entire ten thousand dollars to a Black Lives oh. Matter initiative. So Melissa just adds, got fan favorite too. Yeah. Oh, Greg, where's Lowry? It's sort of like um, Oof. it's sort of like Billie Eilish at this year's Grammys. Tis she swept Tis all of the awards. Wow, she got ten thousand dollars, and she's donating them to Black Visions Collective, the Trevor Project, Asian Americans for Equality, and the Asian Youth Center to support the LGBTQ and Asian American communities. What? First of all, I we're will, terrible. We didn't vote. But also, I will say this: but we will vote her. in the election. It's important. Normally, this goes to a you know a, 
a big it goes to like not the winner personality yeah Greggy's. and for all Greg's. of the many wonderful things we can say about her she's very quiet and subdued and she's cool, she though. doesn't make for great television other than that she's such an amazing chef and normally the fan favorite is the person who's like the most entertaining food like aside. melissa yeah so, so i'm surprised by i that. will say though in my La this is my last chance to brag about how I got to be on this season. In retrospect, I caught Melissa on the camp episode in what was one of her, if not her worst showing of the season. And I did have her salad and it was boring and weird. But vibe wise, and this is not how people are voting obviously, but vibe wise, she's cool. She's a cool cat. Sure, I don't, I don't yeah. buy that, but I mean, I don't, I don't discredit that, but that she's not, I look for fan favorite, I want fun. I yeah. think she's like fun. She doesn't know she's she doesn't cool. Fun. She's cool, cool yeah. more so than fun. Yeah. But then, yikes. Okay. So now we get to the main event, the secondi in an Italian menu. This is the cook, the best progressive meal of your damn lives. Or, of course, progressive meal for even more of a who's who. They were, I don't even know where they were. They were back in their original place, not Luca. Were they in Luca? No, you had it written up at the top there in our notes. I Did believe. I know? Yeah, if you scroll up just a bit. Yeah. No, finito. That's not oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's that's a... We can talk about it in the Wikipedia or one of our two amazing listeners. Yeah, tell thank us. you so much. This has been incredibly ladies. helpful. Um, they each got help from a sous chef. What did you think? So Gregory obviously couldn't do it. Do you think he was still laying in a hotel somewhere or they sent him home? I mean, it probably cost more to change his flight. They probably just oh let my him God. lay in the hotel. So we're in our top three. It's Stephanie, assisted by... Malarkey. She really? loves him. They make a good team. Again, you have to keep in mind that when he's a good sous chef. Yeah, when you're picking he's, a he's sous chef, and you want to be pepped up. When you're picking a sous chef, you're looking for totally different things in the person. Mm -hmm. So it's not the it's yeah. not a top chef best friend. At race. this point, yeah, like like Gregory probably to Fabrizio. Fabio. Like yeah, some of these people probably wouldn't be great sous chefs who are you know because I don't think Gregory would be a good sous yeah, chef at think, all. No. So, well, so this plays out. Stephanie and Brian. Brian Potaggio, assisted by, obviously, Kevin. That must sting a little. Like, that's rough. To be the one who just went out, and, and that always happens. That, comes well, back always in. happens. And, yeah, but they're best buds, at least for show-wise. Yeah. No, they, they really are. And then Brian, sorry, and Lee, what's happening? Oh, this is written wrong. Yeah, they brought Leanne back the was, in place of Gregory. Which is actually perfectly redemptive because she's the one who's had to leave two other seasons. And now early. she got a free trip up to Italy as a result. They From had a... Hawaii, though. That's quite a flight. Uh, Melissa was assisted by Leanne. That's pretty good. Like, I can see that. But they had weird... They had a weird vibe because she was too she, chatty for Melissa. And, and they she didn't, they didn't, didn't want her. to accept the role that she had too many ideas. It's, and Melissa would have Gregory, obviously. Yeah, you're cooking the best meal of, of your life and you're cooking your dishes. The yes. last thing you want is your sous chef butting in all the time and that's what leanne was doing wikipedia is telling me who was the the judges that being yeah. said cool calm collect to melissa rather than having she just, like, her just shot cool it idea down, like you're an idiot yeah oh. i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do you can you can have all the ideas you want i don't care oh, unfortunately that was my entire thought so now i'm just gonna leave you in the purchase <laughs> well we can talk about this yeah the elimination challenge no the chefs the judges Oh, for those of you who are familiar with the top Italian chefs. Well, they were from all over. So we had Marcus Samuelson, love him, have eaten in his restaurant. He thought Goldie was cute. That's our daughter. Claire Smith, the very unassuming, literally best chef in the world from England, guys. That, that made no sense. 
and just vibe wise she didn't scream chef but you know good for her bless her um mario colagreco janice wong tony montaneo and then we need to really just spend a moment dario Cicchini. Cicchini? Cicchini? how do you say this you guys help me i am italian Cicchini. embarrassing I'll go Cicchini. dario is the meat expert literally of italy definitely of tuscany Shout out to my friend Daphne, who got to have him somehow come to her wedding. He did all the meat cuts. All the cuts of meat. He's your dream. He literally loved the food so much. Like he'd never been on Top Chef before, I don't think. No. I, has he? No, I can't remember. He cried all over the place. He just loved it. Was, it, so it was beautiful. He cried. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, in or out. Are we in or out regarding this challenge? Oh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm out, but you know, <laughs> we came this far, so we're back. I'm very in, as this is the finale. Okay, so now we're going to get to nom or not. Let's just, instead of going like all the appetizers, let's just talk about each chef's design sure. three, right? Brian, Daddington Voltaggio made beets with tonato, arugula, bonito, and aioli. Yes. Mostly in. Yeah. What do you not like? I actually, I love... Um, all of the bits, but I'm, I'm not a beat guy, as you know, oh, our, yeah. our, our listeners I'm a beat gal. Lasagna with wild boar bolognese. And it looked amazing. I mean, it sounds delicious. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like a Top Chef finale dish. But it it's was like more deconstructed. more food and... But it looked cool. But it sounded delicious. Yeah. Uh, although wild boar, it sounds, you know, it's very strong flavor. Yeah. And so I tend to find that I, I'm intrigued by the idea of wild boar. And you don't like and it. I eat it and I, I tend to find that it's a little bit too strong in flavor for often the way that it's being served. I, I don't have a thing to add about this. You know what's great? Mushrooms. Anyway, um, third course, blackened monkfish with, I don't know what that word is, cachuccio broth, octopus, calamari, and squid ink focaccia. Yeah, it's just a, well, I'm not I mean, here for black, it right there. It's a the bread, the squid ink bread. He was going for it. This was him pushing himself. This was him being like, what's like conceptual? And in his head, it was like, what would brother do that's like edgy? Hard pass. I think that that like any I, sort of like fish broth fish stew is one of my favorite things. I'm here for that. I'm so not here for the black bread. All that, stuff, that made that it look like it was delicious. burned bread. The bread just, I just thought it looked like a, a poorly made bread. Also it looked that. like very, well, I think it, it looked it changed like the very home, it looked like very home baker. And given the times that we're in, we know that everyone's trying to cook bread. We are, we've seen a lot of. Well, I'm, what I'm are not, you talking about? Well, that's our new thing is we're going to make cultured butter. Tell your friends this is a thing. Anyway, it's just the bread looked like it was very home baker. I forgot that to, was my critique about it. Not that it was using squidding, but. But do you want to eat like dark black bread? I don't care. Looks As you know, I love a good pumpernickel. As you know, I burn your toast basically every morning. That sounded very 1950s, but I tend to make the breakfast and not well. Um, what about the fact, and we didn't really talk about this, but let, let's just throw this in here. Usually in Top Chef episodes, seasons, there's a break, and you can tell by the fresh haircuts, between the end of the real season and the traveling to the finale, and there wasn't this time. Like, they just roll right no, into it, whether it was a production it. thing or whether it was a budget thing. It's always a budget thing. But, like, or it's probably actually these chef schedules. These are all all-star chefs. They have right, they, a ton of shit going on. They're not going to go home for a month and a half and then go back out. I do think that they probably, not probably, they had less time to prepare. These sure. people like leave, get the menu, know they're going to Macau, write all their things out. Like Gregory yeah, prepared, but, in, but I do but feel like fairness, they were winging it more than normal. For maybe, but in fairness, no? like I feel like maybe there's been a couple of twists along the way in the finale, but most of the time it's cook the best meal of your life. 
it's four courses. Oh, I agree, but they, they still didn't have like the, the reset button. They didn't have the downtime. Yeah, I know, but they're they, like burned. They were burned in the middle, like burned episode nine. Sure. I thought. Which, which we've learned from our very knowledgeable guests that that's what happens when you're filming a reality TV show. Shout out to our guests. We love you and we miss you. So, what happens when we do our finale show right before the 4th of July? Okay. So, and then he finished with the malted chocolate mousse hazelnuts coffee cardamom. I'm asleep. This this was snooze fest to me, but yeah, like, um, I mean, the, bless the judges. I like least, they reacted very very positively to it. They were hot on everyone's um, desserts. They but the one thing about this. you know, we're all for like an elevated, fun, like really, like um, I like dirt you know, soil. innovative yeah. type of cooking. But usually, we are not into those types of things for dessert because when mousse it, is cruise food. But beyond that, just usually we want like the good comfort desserts. Oh yeah, and that's. Do. To me, and most, I think to you as well, experimentation, we're better served with experimentation for like the apps, the apps and the yeah. main courses yeah. as opposed to dessert. Usually the desserts just stray. You got to bring it home. Yeah. You got to bring it home. Like, well, Melissa was a genius and the way Stephanie did too. That was legit, even though it was like a little bit, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about Stephanie first. We're going to end with Melissa, obviously. Stephanie did Katifi wrapped shrimp. I don't know what that is. It looked almost like angel hair pasta wrapped around shrimp and it looked really hard to do and then she nailed it yeah but then she almost like rice noodles but it wasn't yeah and she talks about like how it was meant me. to be it's just like a very oh yeah it's a middle eastern dessert made yeah. with thin noodle like pastry yeah semolina dough it's soaked just, in sugar well hers wasn't but the you know the but with tangerine syrup pickered pickered pickled calabrian chilies and spicy arugula would eat i mean i would certainly eat it but to me like that I saw that and I said, this is not, you can't win a Top Chef finale <gasps> making Why? fried, essentially shrimp fried shrimp skewers. Why? Like it's an elevated version, but it's just. She it's tends just, to pump food. She veers to pump Yeah, food. it's just not interesting or exciting enough. Or You just have tangerine syrup laying around in your life all the time on all your food? No, but it's still, it's still fried shrimp. Yum. It's an elevated fried shrimp. Uh, Second course, Telegio Capoletti, yum. Roasted chicken broth, pumpkin apple prosciutto celery. This feels like a quick fire to me. No, but the, yeah. Well, maybe, but it's like I got excited for this dish because we saw her tasting it, and she was just like, "This is what so, we were talking about today, too." You were saying that like she felt good. She was in the zone. She tasted all her food. They don't always taste all their food. Like she was ready. She like she was tasting that roasted chicken broth, and she was just like, "Oh, this is great!" It like she sold it without even smart, knowing smart. that I wanted to eat that chicken broth because of how how amped up she was on it. And the Telegio with the pasta was interesting. I love a Telegio. Telegio is good. It's I love a, a good cheese. Too, very great cheese. Why? It's good. It's, like, oh. it's not funky enough. Oh. It's a little bit, it's a little bit too tame. Right, 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 right. It's, it, call it, call it the Colby Jack of Italian yeah, cheese. Yeah, it's a safe cheese. What about her third course, which was milk braised veal breast, Parisian do you want to give someone that in Italy weird. something called Parisian gnocchi? And what does that mean? And lemon rosemary sauce. Here for lemon rosemary, what's Parisian? I mean, to me, that dish sounds good, but you know what? That sounds like a Daddington dish, actually. That sounds like Why? a that sounds like a wedding food dish. Why? Because it's like a it's rosemary gnocchi for, for the people. And then also if I could get the I could than, get the groom and his mom out to the dance floor. You know, other than using the telegio. Yeah. No, no, that was. Oh, excuse the me. Um no, there's nothing in there that's... I don't want to talk about milk and veal together. It sounds gross to me. Well, I'm, I don't want to start talking about why it's effective. Please don't. 
So half of our show is sponsored by PETA. Sponsored by the Succession theme song. <laughs> Quick note about Succession, best show on television besides this show. Dave's doing an homage to Roman with his long kind of comb over hair. For those of you who watch, I, I hope that you do. To our fellow not, Succession heads. I hope that this haircut is enough to get you watching. And if it's you haven't caught up in quarantine, now's the time. Quick plug for the scripted HBO series, Succession. Okay, and then uh, Stephanie's fourth course, her dessert was sticky toffee pudding, very British. She was going for the British chef. She's trying to win her over, I get it. With hazelnuts and yogurt ice cream. British people call yogurt yogurt. It's very off-putting. I love their <laughs> accent otherwise. Just that one specific word. I mean, Woody, I'd eat this. Yeah, it sounds great. I, I mean, Sticky a, toffee a pudding makes me think of fillings coming out, but. Bye. Maybe no, I like a sticky top pudding. It goes back to our conversation as like a down home, like basic yes, well that, she's going for comfort. And at the end of the day, it's like you know it's going to taste delicious. Quick like what's better than like a cinnamon bun? Like try to make a better nothing dessert is than better that. than a cinnamon. Yeah, exactly. You're talking crazy. Nothing, literally nothing. Quick cue. Did you feel like uh, we're talking about Brian and Stephanie? Per what we were just talking about, were there were their meals Italian enough, or it doesn't matter, or were they Italian? shoved into what they were going to make for their meal like this is not the meals they would have made if they were in the finales in ohio Ooh, it's okay. not. sure no yeah. to totally i think they, they try to um, like do you feel like it was shoehorned in or was it fine did you feel like it was supposed to be more italian or no i again marcus is there like people are there that are not Italian. yeah i do agree though that i don't know what the thinking process for each judge was in right. or contestant individually right. but they did at least in terms of brian and stephanie they both landed on a more Italian menu than I think they certainly would have otherwise. Yeah. I don't know if that was to their detriment or not. Um, because I, Stephanie. I think that they're probably like very well versed and skilled in that type of cuisine. Right. But I don't, if, if you're talking about cooking from the heart and showing soul in your food, I, if this isn't the menu that you would choose, well, that might not come through totally. This actually brings me to a, a, a point about Stephanie and we will not beat a dead horse because she is, the sweetheart of the show, but definitely, what would her meal have been? Like, I don't know her food. I actually couldn't tell you. If you were like, I'm like, Brian does cruise food, but like nice. Melissa does this amazing kind of like Asian fusion. Kevin does down Southern. What's Stephanie's food? I don't know. Oh, I think we know Melissa's food totally. We know Melissa's. I'm saying Stephanie's. Oh, Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What's her food? Like, Excuse if someone me. said to you, what is Stephanie's food? No what is idea. It? She's a. That, I've literally never thought about that till just now. Like, that's it's interesting, good. and I, I've never thought about it too. And that's I, not good. You know, I, I think she's probably so. This goes to the idea she, of like is she she's pub food. She's like a great cook. executor. Executor. Oh. Her. She's she does amazing, the, like the in the the Olympics thing, the lemon in the lemon, like yeah. all that. But if if that's she cool. were to open a restaurant, like to your point, what would Maybe the she's concept like, be? What would the that concept be? I, that I, I don't know. She the answer. killed that Michael's challenge. Yeah, I mean, she makes amazing pasta. She makes very good food, but what is her point of view? What is her, you know, what would her concept be if she was opening a restaurant? I don't know. Really that, guys. That. I don't either. Let's talk about Melissa. S send us a. Yeah, send, hit us up. Like, what do you yeah. think? What is, if you were going to say what Stephanie's food is, what is it? Oh, my long ponytail. Please. Guys, we're getting to the end. Melissa, she won. Here's what she made first course. Char sweet glazed octopus, fresh shallots, fennel, pickled peppers, herbs. Octopus? Totally. I octopus is one of the, the things that like always exceeds my expectations. It's true. Like I, I'm always. It makes like, me think now of Meredith first sight, but yes. 
Yeah, I'm like, do I really want octopus? I'm not in the mood for it. A lot of times, other people someone order else orders it. it like at the top of the restaurant with Jason and Angie, and then you're like, oh, this is delicious. And you're like, oh, that's delicious. Yeah, we don't I like wish. order it. We don't like think about ordering yeah. it. Agree. Remember restaurants, guys. I will say this: I, I like all of the little sort of touches and details that Melissa puts in her dishes, and they're always things that are very interesting, things I want to think of, and things that I want to try. Does the winner of every Top Chef so, season use tweezers? Probably. Maybe. So like, but in this case, like that, guys. the fennel with the pickled peppers and the herbs, like those yeah. fried shallots, those are all yeah. things I wouldn't think of with, with the octopus. octopus. Yeah. yeah. And I all think that she, everything is like really smart and intelligent the way that she uses those little pieces to really yeah. elevate the dish. When you look at these descriptions for these other contestants and you know, like Stephanie's with the pumpkin, apple, prosciutto, celery. Right. That doesn't feel like it's elevating the dish to the next level. Mm -mm. But like the shallots, that's on a menu you already pickle see. peppers, yeah. and herbs does. And so that's what sort of sets her apart, I think. For her second course, agree. She had squash, agnolotti, give it to me. Chicken skin, don't give that to me. Her dolce, cipollinis, Szechuan chili oil, shiso, and squash blossoms. Merging, emerging of Italian. Yeah, this was cuisines. definitely. Delicious. So I will say, if you eat with your eyes, it didn't look as it good. It didn't look that appealing. The colors were all sort of samesies. Yeah. Wow. Um, probably tasted that But it probably tastes delicious, and that's obviously more important. Would you like to do the third course? Third course grilled squab with persimmon, which persimmon. Little. She little had never note. seen she a persimmon. Did, I don't know if we misunderstood. No, no, maybe, it was repeated later again. She didn't know. I mean, maybe, look for. Look, Maybe my grandma's weird and she made a lot of persimmon stuff. Persimmon and I'm weird, is probably. widely available at the farmer's market, at least also, our farmer's isn't market. It Asian? But it's disgusting. Disagree. It tastes like baby food and. Tastes like baby foot. It's terrible. So if you it's make possible, a good persimmon thing like Grandma yeah, Wallace did. Outside of like our little bubble in LA, maybe it's not widely available. And because she's it from tastes LA. very bad. Well, San Francisco, LA. No, yeah. she's from LA. It's weird then. Porcini, fermented black bean sauce. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a grilled squab. Um, Do you like fermented black bean sauce? Not necessarily, but you know. <laughs> a squab is why, like a small bird. Why worms now? Because it's in. <laughs> Squab's gross. Yeah, it's I'm, like a Cornish game hen. Yeah, it's like just like these little gamier birds. So but anyway. You need this strong flavor. Like, like the black bean sauce perfectly because perfectly well, though. Like, yeah, of course so she well. does. She executes everything perfectly. Well, um, we forgot to mention where they faked us out an episode before and her raft broke of her butter melting and we all thought she was going home. And I was like, I will quit. If Gregory goes home and then Melissa goes home, we will quit. And we'll never know who But won. from a fantasy standpoint, that would have just been our safe place. <sighs> Katie Nolan, congratulations. Thank you're welcome. Matt. If and when you're watching. I'll send this to them and say, yeah. get into minute 57. Brianna's going to kill us. Okay. It's our last time, Brianna. We just, <laughs> that's the producer. Uh, her dessert was Hong Kong milk tea tiramisu. Woody, give it to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but she was being a perfectionist. She made Leanne start again. She was like, "No, I will say, throw this. them in the garbage. Start again." First of and all, that's how you win. As much as I love Italian food, again, a lot. You love Italian food yeah, the most. Pretty much one of my very favorite things in the world. Not just food, just among everything in the world. But their desserts. I'm less enthused about tiramisu is like a good solid fine dessert. Yeah. I can't imagine a world in which tiramisu is so much better than the other tiramisus that I've had. So she added a little tea. I can't imagine it that it's like better so... than the weird brandy soak situation. I don't know. Yeah, I just can't imagine that like adding some tea to a tiramisu is gonna make it like mind blowingly amazing. Right, right. I still think that it's gonna be like, yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it, it's fine. 
That's all. Who do you think of the of the three finalists had the whiskiest move? Or did they all play it safe? Um, I think that the, the producers try to make it seem like Melissa was playing whiskey. Because what? Um, because she was the only one that was stepping outside of like that Italian. But at the same time, that's what she had to because right. she wouldn't that's have been able jam. to adapt. I don't think any of them had. I, I think the lasagna was the whiskiest move. Really? I like saying whiskey. To whiskey. whiskey it made me feel way like whiskey. Just Why? Because lasagna, to my way of thinking. You mean in terms of time management or actually serving as a, a, a secondi? As if no, you were cooking the meal of your life, yeah. like I made a lasagna. Like a lasagna is something huh. that like every mom who doesn't cook makes. Here's and the then real you get question. every like slice. Like, mom who doesn't cook. Who, so Melissa, she won. You guys all know this, we've discussed. Who do you think is actually second place? From this meal, not, it's not cumulative. It's not like Brian wins because they're doing a, well, he's been on three seasons. We should let him win. Like um, who, who from this meal gets second place? At the very least, I would say that they, they try to make it seem as if Stephanie had a chance. And so in yeah. that regard, I would say that she came in second place. And I would, I would agree because I think between this, the, the, the lasagna being a very safe choice, even if it's mm-hmm. an elevated version, mm-hmm. the squid ink focaccia. Um, yeah. I think he had more missteps than Stephanie. Stephanie, I feel like had one misstep, which we didn't get into. What? In well, you were ripping all over the shrimp. No, yeah, that's true. I don't know. What's her other misstep? I think it was so clear that Melissa was winning. I think it was with regards to her sauce with the veal, but I can't really remember for sure. It was something that she was freaking out about. She had to like readjust pretty. Oh, yeah, right. I think the gnocchi, something happened with gnocchi. Maybe something in that dish where it was like, she had to like really pivot and make big changes to the sauce to try to salvage it. I feel like we didn't have enough Tom in these three episodes. Yeah. Literally, he was there. Tom was very wardrobe, I would argue. Oh, yeah, his hats were there. Yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked good. His hats came on the show. Guys, the winner was Melissa. The real winner of the whole season was us. All of you as well. For getting to do the show for you guys. Yeah. And all of you, all of us. It was a great season of Top Chef. We're sad it's over. Yeah. For selfishly, because we like to do the show. And also entertainment-wise, because please give us shows to watch. Still got RuPaul's. There is no shortage of quality television. So That's you'll true. be seeing us again. We will come back. Ooh. We would love to do another show with you guys. Torch you with bringing our friends on and pretending they're experts. But they really are. And yak into you while we really just rush to put our child to bed and she's literally sleeping behind this wall just so we can talk to you and like pretend like we're talking to grown-ups and live our lives we we appreciate our you. best lives yeah we appreciate Thanks. you from our gordons to your faces thank you for being on this crazy from ride the bottom of our hearts thank you so much from the cockles of our hearts yeah. from the wine plugs we're still waiting for our uh, sponsorship from fox and wines anytime we started driving up there and then we found out that they're closed again so we had to turn <laughs> right back around we want everyone to be safe we want everyone to live their best lives but we want everyone to no matter what is going on make a tasty experience for yourself yeah just do it just do it we love you all thanks for watching sayonara peace ciao and here's our cheese we're gonna eat it should we cheers the cheese yeah let's cheers cheers our cheese goodbye ciao bene our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.